To another edition of Let Me Tell You Something, as myself, Lorca Mullen, and my co host, Simon Cross, have watched every match that we can find. The Dave Meltzer is rated five stars or higher, and over the course of this year, we're reviewing those matches for your listening pleasure. Is it pleasure? You'll have to tell us. But anyway, <laughs> Simon, talking about an experience that probably wasn't that pleasurable for the people involved in it, what is the match that we're covering now? Uh, we are covering Tomohiro Ishii taking on Tom- Tomayaki. Tomoaki. Tomoaki. Sorry. Honma. And Honmania is running wild in this match. This, I would say, is one of the best examples of what New Japan does that WWE never does. In that this is, essentially at this point, Honma is almost like the bottom rung of the ladder as far as the singles wrestlers that aren't young lions are in New Japan. And... This is like WWE allowing, like, a Raw to be headlined by Sheamus against Santino Morella for the United States title. And they give it 30 minutes and they're allowed to have the best match that they can have. And they have a five-star match. See, until you said 30 minutes, I'm sure that had happened at one point. Maybe not for the the IC. They don't give their top guys, they don't give those lower guys the chance to headline a show. I don't even know if this was necessarily the headline of this event, but it was a a high-ish profile match. Um, So Homma and... It's funny with both Homma and Ishii, they have quite similar stories insofar as they both of them did not start as Young Lions. They both came in from other organisations. They were both journeymen, essentially that were, like I say, on the bottom rung of the ladder as far as their positions in New Japan only a few years previously. Um, we've already talked about Ishii's uh, unexpected ascent in his late 30s to uh, at least the top of the mid card or the lower end of the headliners. Um, mm. of. But tell me more about Honma. Looking at him, he's certainly an interesting-looking dude. Yeah. He's old-looking, but he's ripped as anything. Yes, yes. So, like I said, Homma is a cult figure in New Japan wrestling at this point. He was really, like, very much just a tag-team guy who was brought in. He'd started off in Big Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, had had made tryouts to get into the New Japan Dojo, but was unsuccessful, trained at Michinoku Pro Wrestling, but instead didn't even get to wrestle for Michinoku Pro, went to Big Japan which was a promotion known for its sort of garbage death matches in the main events. Um, and he began to compete in those divisions. So he was like a death match wrestler. And oh, okay. He just sort of went from place to place to place. He was in IWA Japan, uh, t- uh, Sushi Onita, Splinter promotion, Onita Pro, promotion called Rainbow Pro. Then he did get a bit of a good run in all Japan pro wrestling for a few years. Uh, when it was under Kijimuto's control after the big exodus of Noah talent, so they needed talent there. So he became quite a successful tag team with a guy called Kazushi Miyamoto, they were called Chimeric Storm, and he was actually involved in the Ring of Honor interpromotional show with All Japan Pro Wrestling, where he teamed, where they teamed up against CM Punk and Colt Cabana. And yeah. I believe Honma was the one to take a Pepsi plunge 
misunderstanding what he was supposed to be taking and nearly landing head first and put Punk essentially sort of having to push him to sort of flatten him out as he was going uh, down. Like you will land flat. Yeah. You're not ending up in a wheelchair. And so he quite unexpectedly, after all this, uh, ends up going... Like I said, he travels around Pro Wrestling Zero uh, One. He's affiliated with Kensuke Sasuke's uh, Kensuke office. And then starts to appear in uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, first as a member of the Makai Club, which was a heelish uh, uh, faction. And then he Headed just... up by ex-Cardiff manager Melky Makai. Yeah, and like I said, he was just very, very, very low down on the on the pecking order. But his cult of personality around him, even though he was almost like a comedy wrestler, as you'll see in his repeated uses throughout this whole match of the Kakeshi headbutt. <laughs> to give you an idea of where his standings were in New Japan, uh, six years previously, he'd made his debut in the G1 Climax, having to uh, replace an injured Kota Ibushi, who was supposed to take part in that. Oh, okay. And so he took his place in the New Japan in the block, shared a block with uh, Nakamura, Tanahashi, Badluck Fale, Shibata, Shelton Benjamin, Ishii, Kojima, David Boy Smith Jr., Doc Gallows, aka Luke Gallows, and Yuji Nagata. Ah. And he ended the tournament with a record of zero. Yeah, well, yeah, when you said the names, I, I, I knew it'd be low. Yeah. I didn't think it'd be that low. Everyone else had a minimum of eight points. He ended with zero. The story of the whole tournament was him desperately trying to hit his Kakeshi headbutts. And that is essentially the story of this match for a long period of it as well. But, like, he becomes such a cult figure that then when he returns to the 2015 tournament in between these this match... He uh, does end the tournament on a total points tally of two. He hits the head. He hits, and that's the thing. He's like, so it continues on. Like, will he finally get a win in the G1 Climax? It's not like how Ishii was able to get two or three, like, you know, his big win against Shibata, and he got a couple of other wins in his G1 debut, which had been a year earlier in 2013. But, um,. So it's obvious that, like I said, they both made their unexpected rise up, but Ishii was seen as a serious challenger who can face off against guys like Tanahashi. You know, he has a win over Tanahashi yeah. in the G1 Climax at this point, uh, whereas Honma is still semi-comical. What I love about this match, the key theme I, I took from this match, my key note was, like, no one was willing to surrender an inch willingly. They had to fight for everything they had, and both men were constantly trying to be in it. It wasn't like you can see that formula, especially in like North American wrestling, uh, like you know, in the classic WWF era, where it is like babyface run, babyface heat, hot streak, heel cut off, heel heat, babyface comeback, finishing straight. This is a constant ebb and flow back and forth, and neither guy is like willingly just taking a load of a long beating. He's trying to fight out of everything that, that is laid before them. Yeah. You know, they have strike uh, strike-offs and for the most part Ishii is supposed to be the superior one, but he is going into this match with an with a with a shoulder injury that factors into the match as it goes on. Yes, he's got the tape on. Um they're quite long strike exchanges at the start as well. Um I don't know if that leans into like a Honma He's got like well, you've got this plucky never give up attitude from what you described versus 
uh, Ishii's I will beat you until you stop moving attitude. Yeah. Whilst Ishii is the underdog in the previous five-star match with Shibata, in this one he is the um, expected winner going in. It would be yeah. a huge upset if he lost this match, but he does have that target on him with the shoulder injury. Um, also, to give it another historical context as well, Ishii represents Chaos at this point. He's part of the Chaos faction. Chaos grew out of a previous faction called Great Bash Heel, which was uh, run by Hiroshi Tenzan. Um, yeah. But then Hiroshi Tenzan got frustrated with Honma and started making him pass a series of challenges to get um, to prove his worth to be part of it. He fails all those challenges, but before Tenzan can kick him out, Togi Makabe usurps Tenzan and keeps Honma in the faction of GBH. And ah. Tenzan's kicked out. And then that storyline is paid off a few years later when Toriyanu turns on Makabe and every other member of GBH turns on Makabe as well joins forces with Shinsuke Nakamura to form the Chaos Stable, of which Ishii is a part of, whereas Honma is the only one that showed loyalty to Makabe, and GBH continued on at this point as a tag team of those two. Okay. So there's other historical layers into this as well. That's cool. Um, I I love, I just love long-term booking. It's just so nice. Yeah, and I'm just wondering if Ishii was a part of GBH or if he was brought into um, just looking at... Chaos after it became Chaos. No, it doesn't look like he was. So, like, he was added into Chaos post-GBH. Yeah, but he's still repping Chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... What I noticed, um, just thinking about... Honma, just whilst you're looking into that. Mm. When they're in one of their long chop exchanges... Oh, no, exchanges, he, did, he did turn on Maccabe as well, so there's that history between them ah, okay. as well. When Honma and Ishii are having a, a chop exchange early doors, I don't know if you picked up on this or not, but whether Honma was giving or receiving a chop, his facial expression remains exactly the same throughout. It's well, like he's um, a, an action man. Are you saying this is a criticism or is it a compliment? I'm not saying it's either because it's a very weird face. It's a face of, you could actually say, yes, it's a face of elation and of pain in equal measure. It's it's slightly unsettling. Uh, He is an an unusual man. He's clearly quite an eccentric man. He's got a very throat... Uh, raspy voice. Thank you. Yes. He's got a very raspy voice. If you ever listen to him on commentary, and he also at a later point breaks his neck a few years after that and, and should have probably retired from wrestling and has come back and is a shadow of his former self. Um, but you hear him in commentary and he's got such a raspy voice, it's almost borderline ridiculous. Are you saying he's Asian John Laurinaitis? Maybe. More so than John Laurinaitis, honestly. Um, he's that is a very, bold statement. He's very tanned. He's got blonde hair. His trunks and his look, and literally the font on his trunks, suggests a Hulk Hogan uh, uh, homage. I don't quite know because nothing really in his in his actual in ring style is Hulk Hogan esque, except maybe. And it's not exactly this quite the same color scheme either. His tan is about the same color scheme. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, he does look like a. Um, you know those fridge raiders you can get. Hmm. 
as Matson's fridge rectors. He looks like a roast chicken, one of those. He's got the same skin complexion. So yeah, the kind of the key story in most of Hunter's matches going up to this point is that he's rarely in control, and when he is in control, he's immediately looking to do his Kakeshi headbutts, which he nearly always misses. Um, I think Red Shoes is getting a bit annoyed with it halfway <laughs> through as well, because he's like, oh no! <laughs> and this is also just it's an incredible I don't know how many times Hom has been given this opportunity but this seems like his greatest uh, chance to show his worth and maybe that's one of the reasons why Meltzer gave it five stars because they gave him this opportunity to have a long match this match must go like 20-25 minutes or so frankly it feels like it goes a little bit too long like his perfect end was maybe at the 18-20 minute mark and it goes beyond that um but I, I approach it slightly another way, although I do agree. Mm. I, I think the starting section was too long. I think if you shave some minutes out of that, mm. I think you're fine. Like some of them chopping segments are like 30 seconds too long each. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like occasionally Homer will surprise Ishii. Like they go chopping for ages at one point. It goes on for such a long time. And yeah, it's, Homer... it semi-disconnected me. Yeah, and Homer does shockingly win and immediately goes for a Kakeshi. Which he'd already uh, missed twice before in this match. Uh, or three times, actually. Um, each time I- I- Ishii both, uh, was able to roll out of the way. But he's able to hit it on Ishii's taped shoulder. And, like I said, one of the things they do really well... like Even though they're having those extended chop exchanges... Every, like I said, everything's being fought over. Every time one, goes for, one of them goes for a suplex... The other one is desperately trying to fight it off... To, to stop him getting it and, and trying to hit their own one. And some, and each one gets to win at various points. At uh, uh, one point, Eshii goes for a, a superplex and uh, Homma drops him neck first onto the ropes and then hits a blockbuster, which I was a bit surprised by. Oh, that was quite cool. Um, I like the, in- like the innovation of like the, the top rope jawbreaker. Hmm. I, I wrote it down as a jawbreaker. I didn't think of the another word for like it was like a snap Mary sort of thing. It just just the fact you usually see a guy like sneak up from the apron after he's slid out the ring kind of thing. Uh but to do it as like a top rope counter, it's it's something I haven't i I've not I don't think I've seen before. Mm. So it just stuck in my head that as like a really cool spot. Mm. And I'm so glad you said Blockbuster because I couldn't think of the name of the bloody move that he did next. Yeah. I've got it down as like some sort of net breaker variant. But... Well, it was Buff Bagwell's finisher. It was one of the few moves that he, he could do well, although the one time I saw him live, he screwed it up. Um... <laughs> like his career. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I don't really want to go into all the moves because it is quite a lot of it's the same chop strikes exchanges. They'll hit each other with lariats, but they do it really well. They, Like I said, Homer's great at generating audience sympathy. Ishii makes it look like he's having issues putting him away related to his shoulders problems. And like I said, Honma Hon constantly going to the Kakeshi uh, headbutt. I hope I'm pronouncing this right because like any wrestling nerds that know about Honma better than me will be screaming at you know, I, I feel I shouldn't enter the realm of trying to correct your pronunciation of Japanese terms recently so I, I will bow to you there. Um when he hits it to the floor, I, I, I like that as a moment because it's it's like, oh, doing it in the ring hasn't worked more often than not. More often than not, I've missed it. I know. I'll do it to the concrete. 
That'll yeah. work. Well, that's insane when he does. And what's also scary about it is it's a it's a it's a sheer drop. Like he's not flying. He's not angling. He's not trying to slow it down. It's not like it's not like how Shibata does his drop kicks, where he's trying to manipulate how fast he is. He's just letting gravity take its course. Yeah, we've had this discussion already, um, especially because we've seen a Dynamite Kid and a uh, I can't remember what if he was called the Pegasus Kid or Wild Pegasus, Wild Pegasus. match. Wild Pegasus match. Um, yeah, diving headbutts are a lot more uncomfortable to walk. You have your mic's gone again, so I'm back now. Yeah, superb. I think I just tweaked the wire. Um, yeah, diving headbutts. His looks like a more controlled version, but it's still uncomfortable to watch. Well, any kind of dive from the top rope to the mat outside. Yeah. It uh, yeah. It's just insane. And it is Kakeshi. I've been pronouncing it right. That's good. Um. So, yeah. I, like I said, it, it feels like it goes on a bit too long, but there's so many uh, near falls towards the end. But it almost... What I wanted more of was and some really nasty looking moves. He, at one point, Homma hits. Um, well, it looks like it's a Michinoku driver, but it's some could argue that it was a Steiner screwdriver, essentially. Uh, but 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 is this the um, is this the pile drivery thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just before that, just before we do go into that, because it is a nasty looking pile driver. Um, I just have it down as a pile driver. I, I'm a Lester. Mm. Well, it's either a, it's some it's, it's somewhere between a Michinoku driver and a and a or a Hoovy driver and a Dynasty yeah. driver. Can we talk about just the deadlift brainbuster he hits prior to that? Well, how impressive that Ishii's, looks. Ishii's Ishii's um also Ishii yeah that is really cool as well the the, the deadlift like I said they're like they're fighting over every square inch in this whole match. Yeah. And there's one move... Like, you're seeing the struggle to muscle him up for that move. Well, there's one move that really embodies that, and he doesn't even hit it. Mm. Um, it's when Honma's going for the Sunset Flip powerbomb out of the corner, yeah. and Ishii's just holding on to the turnbuckle fastener for dear life. Yeah. And that, that that move there embodies the struggle that you're talking about. If you had to put it in, like, a, a gif... Yeah. And it is pronounced gif, apparently. That's um, how I pronounce that, it. It would be that. That is what I would use to encapsulate the struggle of them trying to not be hit by the other person. And also, to, to also give Ishii compliments as well, his superplexes, he's able to do hanging vertical superplexes off the second rope. And then when he hits the superplex off the top rope, you see, when you do the superplex off the top rope, it's always one sort of fluid motion. There's yeah. no there's no point where you're both vertical. But I think Ishii manages that for a split second. So that makes it an even lot higher. Well, maybe not that much higher drop because he's only like five foot four himself. But you, you know what I mean? It's like such a risky and dangerous move. And the fact that he does it so perfect. I mean, I don't think there's anything close to a botch in this match. It's a smooth yet not smooth cast because he yeah. does do that little... Like... um. In a penalty kick, where some people do that sort of delayed run-up, mm. it's like that. He's not stopping, but he's slowing down enough to discombobulate his opponent. So again, just Homma's constantly relying on the Kakeshis, but he finally misses one off. Like, after he hits that Michinoku driver screw. He driver, finally he... misses one! <laughs> yeah. Like I say, he hits that deadlift brain buster, then he hits the... 
a flying Kakeshi to the back of uh, Ishii's head. Like, is this huge... Is this going to be one of the biggest upsets in in recent New Japan history? Is is, is Homma of all people going about to win a, a championship belt? And then, he, like I said, if he'd hit that top rope Kakeshi, it would have been all over, but he doesn't quite. But that's not the end of the... It feels like that should have gone into the end sequence, but it does go on for a bit more, and they both do still hit moves and, and go for pins. Um... Yeah, and it does. Even though they're that they're going into this finishing straight, it does feel a, li- a hair flatter yeah, yeah. than it could have been. You do get a couple of pop up cells, like Ishii hits a German suplex, and and uh, Homma does a pop up and but runs into an Enziguri. Oh no, he hits an Enziguri on uh, Ishii, and that's where you get like with the Shibata matches the the one count kickouts at this point. Yeah, which again. It's not so much about the pridefulness like it was with the Shibata match. It's, I don't know, it's... Maybe it's the affronting of being hit with his own move. Hmm. Um. I swear at one point after the second superplex, I swear Honma gets up before Ishii. <laughs> but is that because it's just a long period of them both being down, or is it like him getting up pretty quick? Not really? long, long, no. Yeah. But uh, Homer runs into a lariat... Uh, but then he reverses a brain buster, but she escapes it, and then we get the actual proper headbutt spot again. Um, a spot we don't need to see ever. Yeah. Uh, Ishii head then does like a headbutt to the shoulder, lariats him in the back of the head. That gets a long two count, and then finishes him off with the brain buster for the three. So this is an experience, and it's a great story. And Homma really does get to have like you know it's a real. Like I said, it's the sort of match that New Japan does that no other promotion does. They yeah. give their two, like, a, a, a long-standing mid-carder making a recent descent and a genuine semi-comedy act. They're allowing yeah. them to go out there and have a match that someone, you know, they prior to this, feel like um, can rate five stars. Prior to this, you'd called, um, you referred to Homer in our chat as a cult act. And it... It's weird to see you describe it like because obviously all I've seen of Homba is this, mm. and it, it's your well, description. Your description of sorry, your description of what Homba is and his career trajectory. It kind of jars with what I'm seeing. Yeah. If you if you see where I'm coming from as a man to who's you, only looks, seen Homba, yeah. to you it looks like Homba's like holding his own against a guy who can beat Tanahashi. And so you would assume that probably means that Tomma can also hold his own against Tanahashi and maybe get a victory over him in the G1 Climax. That is very well, yeah. much not the case. And he just looks yeah. decent. He looks a very decent it, worker. I'm trying to think of someone, like, it's almost like a, not Funaki, but it's not a million miles off of someone like a Funaki. Well, if or, you look or, the or way... A Kurt, um... Or a Kurt Hawkins. It'll be like Kurt Hawkins suddenly winning the US title after beating a Cesaro or, mm, or someone okay. like that basically out of nowhere yeah and it's not to say that just because you're a comedy wrestler you're not a good wrestler you just look no. at um well, well santino's a great example yeah, yeah there's there's you know the only other comedy wrestler of this era in new japan was captain new japan and homer obviously has a lot had a lot more going for him than captain new japan did <laughs> captain new japan brilliant <laughs> there was a bit where like um there was a spot i think where okada hit his Rainmaker or some uh, no he hit like the tombstone for the Rainmaker or something like that and he did the Rainmaker pose ready for it to go but but Captain New Japan just never got up 
So he just pinned him with the setup move because that was enough to keep him down. I, I remember it was Okada, but it was something along those lines. Like Homma wasn't being presented as that. He was like, he was like. He was like a like one two three kid in nineteen ninety four. Ah, okay, like, okay, okay. But he's not like a youthful wrestler, like I said. Just the image of a Carter going any minute now. Yeah, yeah. Any minute now, he's gonna get up. Yeah, Homer wasn't being presented as that. He was he was someone that like had more heart than he maybe necessarily had natural ability. Ah, okay. Hence him not being like a a, a dojo graduate or anything like that. Yeah. Like you know, he had to rely on what brought him to the dance, which was the Kakeshi headbutt. But his lack of variety made him predictable, thus made it hard for him to, you know. But no, he's fun. Like, I, I yeah. it, it's fun to watch. And it's a real shame that, like, his momentum was lost after he, you know, he, he went on to win the IWGP Tag Team titles um, with uh, with Togi Makabe. And also, uh, in 2015 and 2016, won the World Tag League with Makabe. I mean, New Japan's never really done much with its tag team division. But it's still something, you know. He That's won it. He got to he got to be in Wrestle Kingdoms, winning big matches at Wrestle Kingdoms and so on. Good. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not all it's not all sunshine and roses as well. Well, you yeah, the neck break. Yeah, and also his former girlfriend uh, claimed he had uh, uh, <sighs> done domestic abuse over the previous four years. Uh... Although he said that she abused him. And uh, to the best of my knowledge, nothing was resolved after that. Uh, right, he get okay. married to another woman, um, so you know. Well, so did Charles down like that, but you know. Um... So did Charles Bronson, but yeah. that, you know. But the question now, Simon, is: Would you give this match five stars? No, it's <sighs> it's entertaining, yeah. but it's not five star. Yeah, I was. I would agree with that. It's a very, very entertaining match. I wouldn't quite personally give it five stars. One of my big problems being that I think it goes a bit too long. And without wanting to get in my nitpicky ways, uh, overtly long chop exchanges. Well, that's that's Ishii character, and I think it's almost like Homma's. It's it's too you know, Ishii is hard, and Homma's just mad. Yeah. So that's why it goes on. Yeah, so uh, yeah, long. I, I get it. I get the logic behind it. But... Within the relativeness of Tom- Tomoaki Honma matches, this is his five-star match. Yeah. I'll believe that. Let me just double-check. My guess is this is the only Honma match we're going to cover. It is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, I think you can see within the, the within the context of this match why it's the only one we'll cover. But if you want to watch, if you're going to watch one Tomoaki Honma match, then yeah, I it's wouldn't I wouldn't have a problem with it being this one because it's the only one that... At least you've watched. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the only one you watch. Would you like to watch more Tomoaki Honma based on what you've seen there? Yeah. Would you be curious to watch his whole G1 Climax zero points run? <laughs> In many ways, I think uh, that'd be more entertaining. Just like how I think a lot of people would probably be more entertained by uh, watching all of Toriyano's G1 Climax matches than they would necessarily be seeing all of Kazuchika Okada's matches, depending on who you are. Do you know what? He's one, he's one of them fake people. I'm not going to look out specifically for him, but if I'm just... Scroll. If I was scrolling and in those regions, the name popped up that I recognised, like his, I'd be like, "Oh, I'd have another look." But he's just a fun passerby. Yeah. Well, Simon, we are still staying with New Japan for another four matches yet before we have a break of that promotion, and it's again two returning faces this time. There's no newbies like Homma previously or uh, Nakamura and Ibushi the time before that. What is the match we're covering now in our next episode? Uh, next match is... 
his drum roll. As he finds it. He's not building up tension, ladies and gentlemen. He is just not being professional, is what I would say. It's Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Shinsuke Nakamura. The two top stars of their generation battling it out once more. And it's the final of the 2015 G1 Climax. Many people expected Honma to be there, but he didn't quite make it. <laughs> Many. <laughs> I don't think Honma's mum expected him to be there. <laughs> but anyway, if people want to get in touch with you, Simon, to maybe give you a, a playlist of Tomaki Honma matches, and maybe court documents to prove that he's not as bad as his previous Mrs. said he was, how can they do so? Uh, people get in touch with me on Twitter, where I'm so known as Simon Cross Free. Free for the amount of times it would take my um, non-IT brain to download Duolingo to translate said court documents. My name is Lorcan Mullen, that's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for the A in Honma, N for the N in Honma. If you swap around the two middle letters of that surname, that's what the Lorcan Mullen should be spelt as. Uh, putting at gmail.com at the end of it that's my email address if you get in touch with me on twitter facebook instagram uh, letterbox that's where you can find me there at Lorcan Mullen if you want to get in touch with the show it's lmtyspod at gmail.com and lmtyspod is our twitter handle but there's nothing much left for me to say at this point other than my name's Lorcan Mullen my name's Simon Cross thank you for letting us tell you something have a five star time until the next time was a party at mine We were making love with our eyes All our friends were there when we kissed on the stairs Take me back to that moment again Will you hold my hand? Can we dance all night? Till the drinks are gone and the stars collide Can I lay it down on the cold hard ground? Will you hold We're all alone, the morning I will walk you home